Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the gang, the one you never asked to be a part of. You are listening to the Grief Gang podcast, the show dedicated to breaking down the topic of grief one conversation at a time with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. It's Christmas bloody day. Ho, ho, ho. Kiss my ass. <laughs> it's Christmas day and that means it is the Christmas episode 2022. Now, if you're listening and you have no idea why on earth I'm putting out an episode on Christmas Day. Well, let me give you a brief recap. So since 2020, it was, I wanted to do something around Christmas and on Christmas that allowed you, the wonderful Grief Gang audience, to get involved with the podcast. And so I started calling out for submissions. And since then, every year, I have put a call out on the social media of Grief Gang asking for you to write in either a story, a memory, or even a Christmas message to your loved one that you are missing this Christmas. And over the years, it has become a well favourite of mine and of you, it seems, to be able to do so and to share your loved ones with this platform and have your story be told to all the listeners and just to have that really comforting knowledge that someone is hearing your story and you're keeping the memory of your person alive. And lo and behold, this year, you guys came in in force this year and there were so, so many submissions. And so over the next hour and a little bit, you will be hearing submissions from people all over the globe from all different walks of life and loss, sharing anecdotes and memories and messages to and about their loved ones. It's truly, truly beautiful. (laughs) There's lots of sniffles from me, as you will see. Um, And also as well, what makes this episode this year particularly very special is that 
in my call out, I also asked that if you felt comfortable to, to send your submission via a voice note as well. So we've got about a handful of some voice note submissions from people themselves reading out because I thought it would be quite nice to have a little bit of a break of you just hearing my voice rambling on for a little while. So we've got some beautiful, beautiful voice note submissions. And also as well, we've got a beautifully stunning Christmas song that was sent in by a lovely Grief Gang listener. It's truly, truly beautiful. So to cap off to this is the last episode of season four of the grief gang podcast we have been going since september 7th to be precise and we have delivered this is now episode 15 so if by any chance you have just found the grief gang and you are just stumbling onto this christmas day episode you're in luck because you've got 15 episodes of season four to catch up on (laughs) but a huge, huge thank you to my podcast editor, Ross, and my wonderful video editors, Scarlett and Tia. I would not have been able to have delivered this podcast every single week since September if it wasn't for those guys. So thank you and can't wait for what we can deliver next year. So end of season four, season five will be coming in, I'm going to say end of feb march time gonna take a little bit of a break go away get creative get thinking and come back with an even better season five with even more conversations with you and some incredible guests as well so i'm gonna get you know out of your ear just to get back in again in all of about two seconds but i am honestly and truly wishing you today a very as gentle as can be today this Christmas day whether it's going to be it's your first Christmas day without your loved one or your umpteenth I just hope that today is gentle and there is in this episode a really lovely a really lovely note from somebody who wrote in and said you know you'll hear it when it gets to it but it's along the lines of you know what I can get through today because I get through every other day without you and just bear that in mind so happy listening Merry Christmas I love you. You're supported. You don't have to do this alone. And I'll see you in 2023. Well, let's get into it, shall we? We've got a lot, a lot to get through. Our first submission for this year's Christmas episode 2022. My mum is Joan. She died this year from brain cancer. She was shy, selfless, and always gave more to the world than she took out of it. She lived for the happiness of her loved ones. Mum wasn't the best decision maker, and she found Christmas a bit stressful. She could never decide what gifts to buy, and was often running around the shops on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) Every year, she said, I'm starting in January next year. (laughs) I think mum found Christmas difficult after my grandma died. Grandma was the centre of the family and always took care of the big events and made them special. It was me rather than mum that did the special bits after grandma died and I usually had to pester her to put a tree up. But mum and her sister Jilly always made a great Christmas dinner, keeping my grandma's traditions going. Just last year I remember us all playing kazoo karaoke together. Mum was quite good. It'll be so sad to not give my little mummy a big cuddle on Christmas Day this year. 
Love you, mummy. My lovely, silly, funny, caring boyfriend was a bit of a Christmas Grinch. He just never really grew up celebrating it. And if it wasn't for COVID and him not being able to get to his parents in America, we probably wouldn't have ever spent any Christmases together. But I got two and I remember for the first one, I was adamant and would make him love Christmas as much as me. I bought him a huge Christmas Santa sack full of far too many presents. I went a bit crazy, but I just wanted to see him have an amazing Christmas and try and show him what it could be. He liked his presents and the food, and it was definitely a different kind of Christmas than the one he usually was has with his family. I remember being so stressed about how big of a commitment we were being forced into. Christmas with someone's, <laughs> someone's family is a big deal, true. But when the time came, it all just worked and was so easy. I am grateful I got a second year to do it once more. And I got to help him pick up presents for my family. And they all got him things to open. I'll never forget his face when he opened the biggest, (laughs) brightest pack of socks. He only ever wore black or white socks. So I don't know if he ever even tried them on. But it's a memory I hold nonetheless. This Christmas, it's my first Christmas without him. We were meant to be away with his family in the Caribbean and probably would have been living in our own house by now and engaged as we spoke about it so much. It would have been a very different Christmas for me and the first away from my family, so it felt like a big deal. Sadly, he was killed in April this year while we were away in America. We had so much planned and I'd always thought we would have so many more Christmases together. In losing him, I feel like I've lost the joy I had for Christmas. I just wish I could skip the whole thing. I miss waking up excited to try and make the day special for him. Hi, Amber. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, that I really appreciated part one of your Christmas special. Um, It's the first year for me. And I don't know what I'm doing. No one in my family knows what we're doing. And your episode basically made me realise that that's okay. Oh, so I've also got um, a one-year-old. So it's it's um it's going to be a really lovely Christmas and also a really hard Christmas all in one go. Anyway, um, I thought I would send you a really fun memory that came to me the other day from my mum. I was explaining to my mum how a hashtag works. This was a few Christmases ago and how it groups together a load of photos on something like Instagram. And the example that I showed her was hashtag Christmas dinner. And there was thousands and thousands of photos of people's Christmas dinner. And we sat there for about an hour just putting critiques on photos of people's Christmas dinner being like oh your sprouts look a little bit anemic or um, I can't believe you've got mashed potato on your roast dinner at Christmas that's really weird that sort of thing and we were just in hysterics like just laughing so much memory. As a child, I remember her making Christmas so magical and going to epic lengths to make it look like Father Christmas had visited. I really think the reason I have loved Christmas, even as an adult, is because of her. 
Equally, as an adult, I have plenty of memories of us all falling out on many Christmas days, but religiously coming together to watch the EastEnders Christmas episodes. Gosh, I miss all of it. I wish she was here for all of it, the magic and the shit. All I, all I would want to say is to her, Mum, I love you. We all love you so much. I'll continue to love you, miss you and honour you for eternity. Not just over Christmas, but every single day. I lost my dad six years ago on the 23rd of December and recently lost my mum this year so it's my first Christmas without either of them. Although I'm dreading it I still find Christmas slightly comforting as it was their favourite time of the year. Our family home hosted Christmas every year with my dad adding extensions to the tables so we could have as many family members as possible and my mum buying enough food to feed the street. They had a tradition of setting the table on Christmas Eve together and sending a picture once my brother and I had moved out so we knew it was ready. I longed to spend another Christmas day at that table but I know they will be celebrating together this year. Hi Amber, my favourite memory of Christmas is the first time my mum and I got a Christmas tree at home. We don't celebrate Christmas but my mum and I loved the festive spirit of Christmas so we were excited when we found a six foot Christmas tree on sale. We decorated it every year and picked up baubles and charms from our travels. I grew up in Dubai so it was not your typical white Christmas but nevertheless it was still the best time and I will always cherish it. Oh, Christmas in Dubai. How delightful does that sound? What I'd give to have Christmas in Dubai right now. Just run away and just fuck all of it off, right? (laughs) Let's just all take a minute and just imagine we're in Dubai. Stunning. Just that little two seconds of me imagining myself in Dubai right now. Absolutely stunning. (laughs) Uh, Okay. This September, I lost my 17-year-old brother. He was always so hard to buy Christmas presents for, probably like most teenage boys. He was super into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency his last few years of life. I found a Christmas sweater on Etsy that <laughs> that was cryptomus themed. I was so pissed when it didn't come in time for Christmas, but I was finally able to give it to him in February. I will never forget how his face lit up when he opened it. It's perfect. He put it on instantly. You can always wear it next year, I told him, not realising that there wouldn't be a next year. That sweater is now hanging in my closet and I would give anything in the world to have him here to wear it this Christmas. But I'll hold on tightly to that memory this year. I know that my last Christmas gift and that last memory was truly perfect. My mum's birthday was December 25th and this will be our first Christmas without her. Last Christmas she turned 85 and told us she couldn't wait for many more years to come. Within a month we lost her, suddenly and with heartbreak. She truly was a Christmas angel on earth. If you didn't have a place to go for the holidays, guess what? You had a place at her table. If you needed a laugh or a smile, her silly personality would cheer you up. You needed a coat, she'd give you the one off of her back. Everyone who ever met her, even briefly, describes her in the same way. A true saint on earth and the epitome of walking sunshine. We all say there was no one else like her. Never a bad word to say, never a frown on her face. 
and never without an endless supply of warm hugs. Think Buddy the Elf style. (laughs) When I think of joyful, sparkly, godly, pure Christmas spirit, I think of her. I will always and forever, in loving memory of Catherine Marie Kelly, 1936 to 2022. I lost my little sister Ellie three weeks ago, so this will be our first Christmas without her. I've just started following your podcast to try and help me navigate all of this, so thank you. Thank you. A Christmas memory very much set in her ways. One Christmas, Ellie, who must have been around 17, 18 at the time, wasn't happy my mum had decided we were going to have the Christmas tree in the corner of the room instead of its usual place in the window and wouldn't stop going on about it. <laughs> she kept saying she was going to move it, even though we all, my mum, two brothers and stepdad, objected. One morning we woke up and lo and behold, Ellie had rearranged the front room whilst we slept and the Christmas tree was in the window. At the time, it caused quite the family drama. But looking back, we laugh at it now and say, that was Ellie. If I could, I just wish I could tell Ellie I loved her one last time. A determined woman. Bless you, Ellie. She knew what she wanted and she went and got it. (laughs) This will be my first Christmas without both of my grandparents. My mother was an only child and so am I. So due to this, I was extremely close with them. I remember every Christmas we would open presents at my house. Then we would drive to my grandparents and I would see piles upon piles of gifts. They loved seeing me happy as I opened my gifts and have vivid memories of sitting on their floor as they watched me open presents. I remember what their tree looked like and the ornaments they had. And I remember the special food they would have out for us as we celebrated. I don't think I will ever forget this picture in my mind, but it's going to be an extremely hard first Christmas without them. My mum died on November 1st of this year to cancer. When the July heatwave happened, mum's lung collapsed and after a short stay in hospital, she was given three months to live. Her funeral was held a couple of days before my 30th birthday and now it's Christmas. Time is moving fast and I'm scared. Mum was home to me wherever she lived and although we never celebrated traditionally, she was a nurse and always worked Christmas. A real angel. I'm really, really going to miss her roast potatoes. Oh, it's those things, isn't it? How she always spoilt me when she said she wouldn't. She was generous and best gift giver. No one will ever compare. In mum's last car to me, she'd added to a memory box I wasn't allowed to open until she passed. She wrote so casually and ended with, have a nice life, typical of her to play down her own death and not want to make a fuss. Even after the shock news in July, the first thing she said was that she felt like she disappointed everyone, which still breaks my heart. If she was still here, I just want her to know how loved she was by so many. As an end of life slash late stages dementia nurse, she's dealt with families through the worst pain and some think of her so fondly, I'm sure, still to this day. I tell mum that despite pain during her early years and upbringing, that she was a loving mum to me and that she was enough. She's taught me everything I know and working with her for a while in healthcare was my highest personal achievement. 
We talked for hours during the last weeks that led up to her death. She wasn't scared, just sad. She wanted to die and I held her as she cried, grieved for her life. I know there's never enough time, but I can't help but feel a sadness and anger knowing I left my 20s without mum and she had only just reached her 57th birthday in October. I'm now parentless, grandparentless too, and feeling totally overwhelmed. I need a more adultier adult to help me navigate some of this stuff, especially the paperwork no one warned me about. Ain't that some truth? The fucking paperwork. Oh, the dead men. The never-ending bloody dead men. I lost my loved one on Christmas Eve four years ago today. He was my best friend and sadly took his life. It hurts more and more each year because I will be graduating this year and he should have years ago. My favourite memory was when he had a PJ party at my house and he tried to fit into one of my onesies. He ended up ripping a hole in the arse part and I had to throw it away. But the pictures and the laughs are my favourite to look at. He had a gorgeous laugh. The videos with him laughing made me smile, but also so sad knowing I'll never hear it again. If he was here, I'd tell him how sorry I am and how much I love and miss him. All I want for Christmas is to hug him again. Christmas has not existed in my family since the fateful death of my older brother. Crossed out for the past eight years, just like that. Holidays haven't really been special in a long time. No big family, no five-course meal, no great gifts, but holidays have brought my little family together. My brother, my sister, my mother and me. We would have dinner together. My mother hadn't been keen on being in the kitchen all day for a long time, but those days were different. We ate, we laughed, my brother teased us little sisters. We didn't have much, but what we did have meant everything. I remember one Christmas Eve in particular, my brother tickled me so hard I thought I couldn't do it and begged for him to stop. Those simple moments that are supposedly quickly forgotten are the most special. I would do anything to be tickled by him again. My dad... Nigel Richard Evans, the best dad. It still seems surreal he's gone. 12th of February 2022, forever the worst day of our lives. He was funny and silly and always pulling faces, so much so that it took years to figure out he was super intelligent and had the kind of job you have to be super smart for. It's not always funny when you grow up and realize, actually, you're pretty clever. You're pretty good at what you do. He loved his family so much. He was such a kind, generous, well-loved person. This ridiculous pointing dance, iconic. If I could have him back for five more minutes, I'd tell him how much I love him, that the world isn't the same without him here, and to thank him for being the best dad to me and my brothers. He worked so hard to give us a good life and raise us to be good people. We always had wonderful Christmases. We were so lucky and also incredibly unlucky to lose him so suddenly and too soon. I tell him I'll see him soon, but not too soon, my papa.
make a snowman It's 11.59 and we still haven't left yet I'll never forget You light up sweat You bought the month before You were so proud that it worked Dancing in the kitchen With getting down on the This will be my first Christmas Christmas without my mum and now four days before I've also become an orphan. Mum was Christmas and I miss her so much. I'm thinking of all of us that are struggling this season. I wish we could have our loved ones back. Funnily enough, on our last Christmas together, my mum gifted me a t-shirt with the Grinch on it. I would preferably like to wear it for the rest of my life if I could. Me too. Me too. By the time you're listening to this, I will have either made a decision of whether I have bought a Christmas Grinch outfit costume to terrify my niece and nephew on Christmas Day. I'll keep you posted if I do. (laughs) Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If I do, they'll probably hate me forever, but you know, it's character building. <laughs> oh, I can feel the tears rising. I can feel them coming. They're just sitting on that surface. Boy. Oh. This November, I lost my granddad in quite a traumatic circumstance, and he was more like a dad to me than anyone. He was an incredible, loving human and was just the meaning of Christmas for me. During dinner, he'd make hats out of the paper napkins and put them on his head until someone noticed. He'd make us all laugh so much throughout the day, as he did every day, and would tell us stories of when he was in the Second World War. Most of them were about times he'd get into silly, hilarious situations. He just made Christmas what it was. And without him, it's going to be so tough. There's a photo of him with tinsel wrapped around his head that I'm planning on having at the dinner table this year, but it will never be the same. I used to love Christmas. My mother always invited friends of hers and we had wonderful evenings together with amazing food, music and much laughter. It was always about being together with people you love. And my mother was full of love and the warmest person I know. She was able to uphold the magic until I was grown up. She became chronically ill when I was 13 years old. So every Christmas I would have a brief moment where I became really sad and started thinking about what if this is the last one. She would become angry when she noticed and she always did. And we then would start fighting over it. So one Christmas when the feeling of what if this is the last one came up, I told myself I'd be fine. Let this go. Enjoy the moment with her to the fullest. And we surely did. We had a wonderful evening together, not knowing that this would be the last one we ever shared together. My mum passed this year and every year she'd get together a group to help her prepare over 70 Chris Stingles for our church for Christmas Eve. It's been a tradition for so long. I've seen families grow older and bring their own children that became part of those traditions too. I'll really miss my mum this year, but I'm determined to help with the service still and to try and do her proud. I just wish I'd had one last chance to tell her how proud I was to be hers. Right, let me flip on over to Gmail. Oh my good lord. Right. Uh. Okay, we're in the emails. We're in the Gmail. Okay, I'll just jump into it. Love that. (laughs) This is going to be my second Christmas without my favourite person, my best friend, my other mum. Christmas is proving the past two years to be the hardest for me. I'm a deeply nostalgic person, but for some reason I just 
relate this season so much with her. I can clearly see all the times as a kid where we would play this game called Christmas Lights that I made up as a kid, wondering if anyone else plays this game too, (laughs) where we see who can call out and find the most lights on our drives around town. My biological mum always won and I hated it because it was easy for her to see up front. My other mum was always on my side though, constantly telling me she was cheating anyways, which made us all laugh. It was my favourite game to play and we did that even up to the Christmas before she passed. Well, as much as we could. She was diagnosed with lung cancer in October 2020 and passed in January 2021. This is going to be my second Christmas without her and we are coming up on two years without her as well. When I tell you that she was my best friend, I truly and genuinely mean that with everything I have. No one in my life had ever made me feel seen except for her. No one ever made me feel truly loved except for her. She was everything to me. Losing her has been the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. But this year, I'd want to tell her that I finally found the person she'd been telling me to hold up for since I was literally 12. I had a serious dating problem from 12 to 25. (laughs) She always told me the person would come around. She said I would find someone who loved me as deeply as I loved others. She told me to just hold on, to be patient and to trust that there are more people out there who will love me. I tell her that she makes me laugh harder than anyone else ever has, that she has a sense of humour that fits our family perfectly, that she picks on me just like you did, that she holds me the nights I miss you more, that she supports my dreams the same way you did, that she never lets your memory die and always wants to know more. All I'd ever want was for her to see me get married, to have kids, to meet the family I was going to make because she is my inspiration. I want my kids to love me and see me the way I saw her, even if it was just a fraction of what I felt. I would still feel like I did a great job. I hope she looks down on us in these years to come and laughs each time I'll tell our kids that their mum is cheating when we play Christmas lights too. Hello. I'm Marianne and on August 26th of this year, I suddenly lost my boyfriend Oliver of two years after he got into a car accident on his way to work one morning. He's my best friend, my biggest supporter and my right arm. Words cannot even explain how beautiful of a human being he was, inside and out, the most gorgeous man. Usually on Christmas, we spend the morning with one of our families and the afternoon with the other family. I'll be doing the same this year. When Ollie was younger, he would be so excited for Christmas that he wouldn't be able to sleep and sometimes he would even throw up out of excitement. (laughs) He was the biggest bundle of positivity and joy. Anywhere he went, adoration followed. Every person he met would instantly fall in love with him. He always was and is still now an angel. I miss him more than I can even describe. Christmas will be painful about the beam of light that he brought with him everywhere. And here is a picture of us from Christmas 2020. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, the tears are coming. Oh. Why don't I bring tissues with me? I do this every fucking year. I always forget to bring tissues. His name was Warren. 
and he is my son's father. He passed away November 2021 from cancer and he was only 38. My son was only 10 when his father passed. Traditionally, my son would stay with me on Christmas Day and go to his father's Christmas evening right up to New Year's Day. My son being his father's only boy, this was a special time for the two of them as his father would buy the real big toys and gadgets for our son. That was their bonding time and now it just feels empty. Although this is our second Christmas without him, it feels like the first as last year was just a blur. I miss him tremendously. With every piece of my body, I miss him. I haven't been coping well and reading your posts have actually helped. What would I say to him if he was here? Is for him to keep that one hand on our son's shoulder and to keep guiding him. That's all I ask for him to do, just to keep our son safe. This is my first Christmas without my dad. Last year, I had a feeling it might be the last one but I was hopeful for just one more. His name is Martin and his family called him Bucky. He'd been sick for over six years with COPD and had gotten lung cancer the year before he died. We moved to Florida three years ago and he and I started the tradition of going to the beach on Christmas Day and taking pictures. Last year, he said I had to continue that even when he is gone. So this year, my mum and I will go to the beach and honour the tradition. Things look different this year at the beach, as our town was hurt by Hurricane Ian, so we have to take a drive to visit a good beach. It's worth it. I may even take Daddy's urn with us, and definitely will take his Santa hat and wear it. It's been a really hard holiday season without him, but I'm trying hard. Trying to stay strong for my mum and not let her see my tears. Trying to be in the Christmas spirit. I just miss him so much. I could go on and on about him. Blessed, but I know you've got other emails to read. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. Hello, Grief Gang. Thank you for the opportunity to share stories about our people. Um, I lost my daughter, who was 26 years old at the time. Um, almost two years ago, she was killed in a car accident. And We had a number of very special Christmases. We live in a snowy northeastern climate in the United States. We were always very excited to go cut down our tree and do a lot of decorating. Um, We didn't have a ton of money, so we made things out of whatever we had around. And it was always a really fun, creative time um, to put gifts in a wagon that we had made and, and take them around to the neighbors and very, very storybook, idyllic Christmas. And I always thought that that's what needed to happen. There needed to be snow and balsam furs and all of these homemade gifts. Uh, And then one year when we were both really busy, um, and she was in her 20s. 
she said, hey, could we go away? And so we booked a trip to go to New Orleans for Christmas. And we were there for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And it was warm and it was musical and it was absolutely magical and fantastic. And we both had said that we weren't going to get each other a gift. And then secretly we had each packed a little tiny gift and we shared those on a on a hotel bed uh, in New Orleans for Christmas morning and then went out in the world and listened to music and sang with some street performers and had a really magical time. And I realized that year that it wasn't about where I was or what it was happening around me. It was about being with her. And as a single mom with one child who was a daughter, she really was home to me. And that's what I miss the most is the feeling of being home. Thank you. Dear dad, we aren't doing well. We miss you more than you can imagine. Mum has been acting like someone else. Melissa is trying her best to be her best self. I, of course, am trying to cover it all up. None of these tactics are working for all of us. It has always been the four of us. We never had family to support us through all these years. We are all missing a huge part of ourselves without you, our family, a team member that made us a round and solid shape, now feels like scattered pieces. Our family, the four of us, is missing one-fourth of ourselves. I hope that math was right. (laughs) Don't ask me, honey. I realise how much you completed each one of us in the family. We miss you gardening. Melissa is trying hard to keep that up. Mummy misses you sleeping next to her and in the house. Mummy misses her friend. I miss when I go back to the house feeling you there taking care of everyone and it being safe. We are all trying our hardest to fill in the missing part of you. It is hard because you are you. We love you and there is a hole in our hearts. We feel that every day, hour and in every space. Hope you are okay. The worst is that you can't tell us. My granddad John loved Christmas. He was a big kid at heart and considering he passed age 94, it's funny to remember him sat in his chair spoiled with all his gifts. I'd always get him a new jumper and a ton of treats. He'd sit there like a child and open each one up and show it off proud. He'd pop the new jumper on and show my nan all happy and then have to take it off because he was too hot. My favourite memories were always watching the EastEnders Xmas Day episode, how he'd shout at the TV and moan about how it was always a death or how he'd fall asleep and I'd cover him in decorations. One Christmas we spent the day taking photos with eyebrow filters on and he loved every second. I was so lucky to have 28 Christmases with him, only one apart due to COVID. He was so proud last year to spend Christmas with his great granddaughter and I'll always be grateful for it. Christmas without him will never be the same. He was a granddad, dad and best friend rolled into one. I absolutely miss you so much, granddad, more than you could ever know. Have fun up there. Eat the treats. I love you. 
one of my favourite Christmas memories of my dad is when we all had a good boogie around my auntie and uncle's kitchen to the song Gangnam Style a few years ago. <laughs> we used to have a good boozing session every year before we sat down for dinner. Dad tried his best to do the dance routine, even though he was full of booze. We were on the floor with laughter and looking back on photos from that day have really helped put a smile on our faces. This will be our first Christmas without him and I miss him every single second of the day. Dad, I love and miss you more than life itself and I miss all of our jokes and fun times more than I could have ever imagined. I lost my mum in 2014 and I think the thing I missed most at Christmas is the shopping. We would go late night to Walmart and adopt kids off the angel tree or just wander around the aisles. She was my best friend and I miss her so much. Since she has been gone, I've had a child, a son. He's so much like her in personality and it's amazing and heartbreaking all at the same time. They would have been best friends. I'm still so angry that he doesn't have her. I don't have the words to say how amazing my mum was, but I strive every day to be as much like her as I can. She was kind and caring and always wanted to help. She always made everything seem easy and loved to solve problems. Her name is Bev. Thank you for creating this space where other people will hear how amazing she was. Thank you. I lost my mother due to an immune system disease two years ago. One of my most treasured memories from Christmas time with her was when we'd spend hours and hours picking out and deciding what ornaments would go on the Christmas tree. And after we've decorated, just seeing her face light up was one of the moments that made my heart fill up with warmth. If she was here, I would have told her how much I loved her and how much I appreciated her and her devotion, our family. And of course, I would have told her how much I missed her. Okay. I'm just reading, sorry, the beginning bit of this one. Maybe you go we're from the Highlands of Scotland, from a town called, I'm actually going to, I'm completely going to butcher this. Nen, Nan, Nen. Sorry, that's shameful of me. I've got a Scottish best friend. That's bad. Hold on. There's me, my older sister, my younger sister and my dad now. This will be our first Christmas without our mum, Joyce. She was the cutest wee Highland pixie. <laughs> she speaks to anyone, was so open-minded, positive, beautiful and uplifted those around her. We'd often sing songs when we were cooking such, bobbing along from bed knobs and broomsticks, music from Disney and April showers from Bambi. We'd absolutely belt these from the top of our lungs <laughs> and see who could hit the notes better. Dad would stay clear. <laughs> She sadly passed away in the early hours on the 8th of May 2022 from secondary breast cancer in the brain. Luckily, we could all be with her in the hospital when it happened. She was so cheery and made us all laugh the days and weeks prior. She's inspired us all so much. Something peculiar happened the moment she passed away. 
I rang my boyfriend to let him know that mum has just passed away. And a moment or two before that, he and my sister's boyfriend were at home outside in the garden and noticed something bright in the sky moving from the end of town where the hospital was to over past our house and onwards. They said it couldn't have been a shooting star, a meteor or a plane. They're both into astronomy, but were baffled by it and believe it was mum. We all do too. No matter what it was, the timing was crazy and it brought us comfort. A few hours later, we went for a walk along the beach in our town. It was a very calm morning and the sunrise was beautiful. My dad spotted some dolphins in the distance and it turned out that there was about 50 slash 60 of them, which was the first time we'd all seen that many before. It felt like something from a movie. It was amazing. I feel like I've gone blank trying to think of a Christmas memory, but every year mum would always put a clementine, a pink lady apple, monkey nuts and one pound coins into each of our stockings. (laughs) Unfortunately, last year I ruined everyone's last Christmas with mum as I got COVID. They're all jokingly slagging me off for it this year and it's funny. I do feel bad, but if you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? What I would love to say to mum if she was here would be, I'm sorry for any times I upset her, how much we all miss her and love her. I miss being twitty with her and her being around, just missing everything about her really and how much I look up to her and I always will. Love you mum. I'm listening to you from Canada. Big up, Canada. I lost my mum earlier this year to pancreatic cancer. Her diagnosis and treatment were unbelievably painful as it came just a few months after I found out I was pregnant with my first child, her first grandbaby. My whole pregnancy was spent with her, taking her to appointments, grocery shopping, filing prescriptions, advocating for her. I didn't realise the mental load it took until after she passed. Everything just hit me like a ton of bricks. As I was in the thick of new mum brain fog and trying to heal from a rather traumatic birth, she got to spend only a few short months with her grandchild and that weighs heavily on my mind. As we are now pretty deep into the holiday season, I'm having a hard go. Listening to your podcast and connecting with other grief accounts has helped me tremendously. So thank you again. My mum loved Christmas. I have so many fond memories of her baking cookies while wearing an elf hat and belting out Feliz Navidad after having a few Baileys or nogs. Last year, she even made rumbles. Even though she was so sick and gave them to me without telling me they were rumbles, I ate about two and felt absolutely wasted because I was so sleep deprived and hadn't had a proper drink in 10 months. (laughs) She was always so adamant we came home to see her and I would always would roll my eyes. But now that I'm a mum, I totally get it. She always tries to do the big meal and something always got burnt, but it didn't matter because we were together. If she were here today, I would never stop telling her how much I love her how lucky her grandson is to spend time with her. I miss her so much. She also tried to take us to midnight mass and none of us would have it. But if she were here today, I'd be with her in a heartbeat. Hi, my name is Kaylee and I lost my big sister Amber on January 30th of this year. So this will be our first Christmas um, without her. And it's definitely 
hasn't been the merriest and I'm my holiday spirit is real low but on the other side uh, I got the honors of growing up with my sister she's four years older than me and we got I got the honors of growing up with her and getting to experience the magic of Christmas every year as children and getting to experience those firsts and learning about Santa and getting to open presents together. We got our family dog for the first time when I was four as a Christmas present. And I mean, so my childhood is my sister, my best friend for the holidays and Christmas. And I mean, that's, that's what I know. And so I obviously, I think that's what makes this first. <laughs> and I think it'll always be hard, but makes it the hardest is her not being here um, with us. And um, she struggled uh, with addiction the last um, four, four or five years and lost her battle on January 30th. Uh, she was married and had four kids. Uh, the marriage was unhealthy and toxic, which is what led to her initially st um, starting to um, drink and um, take pills. Then she just got past the point of no return. And so the memories I have growing up are, you know, wonderful and magical. And I think that's what makes it you know, hurt the deepest <laughs> is that that one person that I had with me to experience the most magical time of the year is no longer here. And um, the last time that I saw her was last year. And it was Christmas. And she unfortunately was not sober. Um, she was allowed to come to my parents' place to be with the kids for the day and celebrate Christmas with us. As much as I didn't think it was a good idea, she was coming out of a, or coming from a sober living at the time and they were allowing anyone who had family or kids to get out for the day. And she just was very far deep into her addiction and I knew it wasn't a good idea. And unfortunately, our last time together was full of anxiety, anger, you know, just strife. I was just upset and I am, you know, I'm heartbroken that that was the last time that we got to see each other and spend Christmas together and she, you know, chose to to not be sober and in so many words I know she was um, in her addiction and then the last time we spoke via text was January 2nd of this year and she was texting me to tell me Happy New Year but to also apologize again for Christmas and you know it's we were used to getting these apologies and I finally got to stand up to her for the first time via text it was hard speaking you know my truth to her and and calling her out as her little sister these last four years when we were going through so much with her because I just saw her as my big sister and it was scary and I finally responded to her via text and I 
was able to tell her my truth. I was able to um, be blunt and give her tough love. And she didn't respond back. And that was the last communication I had with her before she passed. And I think... I think what I would say to her if she was here was is there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel amber there was there always would be a light at the end of the tunnel for you you deserve a beautiful life with your kids you deserve to start over and I wish you saw that I wish you saw your beauty and your worth and that you had all the love and the support in the world and you were just trapped in this addiction and you couldn't get out and you couldn't see what was in front of you and you couldn't see that light and I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that you didn't get this chance at life that you deserved. I love you so much and just know we're going to carry on your memory and your legacy for the rest of our lives and I will never never ever stop talking about you sharing memories about you raising awareness and I love you so much dance free sissy dance free sissy a Christmas message to you dad it's Christmas time and you're not here while others may smile we certainly shed a tear We brace ourselves for the season of joy. We reluctantly socialise and wrap children's toys. We tiptoe through the season to be jolly, but our hearts feel wounded by the sight of festive holly. Because Christmas time emphasises that you're not here. While others may laugh, we can feel fear. Fear of the empty chair around the Christmas table. Fear of the ache, the pain, the feeling of being unstable. Fear of the reality that the years move on without you. Fear of correctly keeping traditions that you once dearly valued. It's Christmas time and part of me has gone to the innocent, the merriment and the daughter I was to you. The belief that Christmas magic was real, the heartwarming love and contentment I would feel. Now Christmas feels so different, so complicated and so poignant. As we reflect, we remember, we grieve and we embrace new enjoyment. It's Christmas time and how I wish you were here to love you, to thank you, to have you near. My perfect dad, in my heart you will always be. This Christmas, please know your memory lives on in me. That is from the stunning Laura O'Neill from The Covid Griever on Instagram. Just stunning. My brother died on January 26th. We hadn't talked in a few years I stayed at his bedside in the ICU for 18 days, apologising, forgiving, crying, hoping, praying, saying goodbye and begging him not to leave. I wanted to just be the sister, but my hospice nurse hat weighed heavy. I knew where this was going, but despite my experience, I felt so lost and unprepared. My grief consumed me. It continues to consume me. What would I say if I could? I miss you, Ben. I wish we had more time. I wish we patched things up before this happened. I wish we could celebrate Christmas again like we used to. I miss you. My mum, Judy, passed away at the end of September. So this is our first Christmas without her. She always made Christmas special for everyone, always giving the best gifts. 
she gave my sisters and I an ornament every year. So we each have a full tree, have a tree full of ornaments she gave us. December has been hard without her as the reality of her being gone sets in. I really miss going Christmas shopping with her and just talking to her on the phone. The Christmas season has really made me realise how much I miss her. (laughs) Hello, Amber. I find it funny as my mum who passed away was called Amber and I really love that name. What can I say, guys? (laughs) You know, people give the name Amber a really bad rap. Sidebar, you know. I find in television as well that Amber and TV or film is always a bitch. And you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Here is my submission. Mum, it's Christmas again and I don't like it. I don't like how the years keep going by and Christmases and birthdays keep coming and reminding me of time passing. They are poignant, stabbing reminders that I am growing older and getting further away from you. I'm 20. 20? That's crazy. It feels so old. Oh, Oh God. Oh, oh Lord. Oh no, that's absolutely. (laughs) No, but you know what though? I'm not even going to try and sit here and be like, you know, when I was 20, I felt very old and I'd lost my mum at 19. And so, yeah, you, you feel, you do grow up very quick and you do feel very old, but yeah, I'm 20. That's crazy. It feels so old. You only got to see me at 11 and I've grown so much will do that. I've done so many cool and good things that I wish you could have seen. I've been traveling around Europe and now I'm at uni in London. I really don't like Christmas very much and I think that's because it's always felt different since you died. My childhood felt snatched from me when you were ripped away and I think that took the Christmas joy with it. I want to say how I know you are there with me. I feel you. You are half of me and I carry you always. So Christmas is just another day. I've done all the other days without you, so I'm sure I will make it through carrying you with me. Absolutely. That's comforted me, that. I've done all the other days without you. You lot are getting me right in the heart today. Hello, my name is Natalie and I lost my dad, Darren, 10 years ago in April. Christmas has always been my favourite time of year, even after losing my best friend. Every Christmas morning, my mum would be up making breakfast while my brother and I spent 30 minutes trying to get my dad out of bed. He always took his time just to be a little pain, but it was my favourite thing to look forward to every year. When he finally came down, we had to take pictures on the stairs and those are the memories that I love to look back on. If I had the chance to say something to my dad, it would be, Merry Christmas, Daddy. I miss you more than you'll ever know, but I'm working hard on myself and my career to make you proud. I love you so much and I will see you again one day. For now, I'm going to love on the memories, focus on the now and live out your legacy. I love you, Daddy, and Merry Christmas my christmas memory includes my dad and his dad who we called pop 
I remember big family parties full of karaoke with my dad singing and my pop smiling in the corner. I would tell my dad that his girls are doing well and ask him to take care of pop who passed away four weeks ago. Even though it's been almost 10 years since my dad passed, I still feel so shattered inside all year long. Every year my mum puts up the tree that he was able to choose in the store right before he passed. Now with the freshness of my pops passing, we're all missing the both of them so much this year. I would like to tell them that we are all trying our best and we miss them so much. Hello love, I saw your call out for the Christmas episode and I've just written this poem for my second Christmas so that my lovely mum wanted to share it with you. Dear Santa, this Christmas my list is not long. I don't wish for the crown jewels or a bird song. You can keep all the materials that cost a large sum. There's one thing that will make my Christmas and that is my mum. I do not hope for a holiday by the sea or designer gifts under the tree. I'm not asking for shoes of the latest style, just simply to have her back for a little while. As a small child, I wish for lots of toys. As a teenager, my wish was to be liked by the boys. Now, motherless daughter, praying with all my might that you can bring my mum back to me for Christmas night. This was always her favourite time of the year. She would be the one spreading all the Christmas cheer. The festivities are not the same as they once were. So please, Santa, all I want for Christmas is her. Hi, my name is Nikita. I'm from Barbados. My mom passed away suddenly October 2020. And this is my memory of her. Every Christmas, she would always buy new decor, new curtains, sheets, decorations, even though she already had enough to open a store. And I would always tease her about it and tell her it was not necessary. But those words fell on deaf ears because every single year she would do it. And I don't know how she managed to smuggle them into the house without my knowing. And I understand why she did that because she didn't want my lecture. And I would only know that she bought them when I saw them on the line drying after she washed them. Or I saw her putting them up and decorating the house. And she did that every single year. And that is one of the things that I miss because it's so quiet now, you know, without all of that activity from her. Thank you to everybody who sent in your submissions for this year's Christmas episode. It is possibly one of my most favourite episodes to do. It's so special and so heartwarming and heartbreaking and just gives a moment just to reflect on the times that bring us joy and as, as and pain as well but to be able to share them with this platform and with strangers you know knowing that there'll be strangers across the globe who will have heard your memory or your person's name and you know that it travels 
And I think that's really, really special. And I'm always just honored and privileged that you share and, and trust in me to share them. Um, I've been thinking about what I would say and add into this episode myself. Um, and every year I always don't plan to write something down of what I would either say to my mum or if I want to share a memory for this episode. Um, in true style of me, I always pass the mic over to you guys and be like, oh, will you share um, so that I don't have to face my fear and face what I'm feeling this year. I don't know, cowardly perhaps. I don't think I've got a memory that I want to share this year, one that I haven't already. And it feels quite painful to go back to the memories this year. So I think I'd leave her a message this year. One that's not going to make me weep. (laughs) I'd actually leave a message both to her and my great aunt, which is her aunt, who died a year ago in November. And I'm still quite yet to really talk about that actually on the podcast, not to to drag this out anymore, but that was very painful for us. And she suffered um, immensely. And it was probably the first death in that I've seen somebody that I love very dearly, very much suffer. Um, and it's possibly one of the most cruelest things as a human being to ever endure to see somebody that you love in such critical pain. So I think I'm going to leave a Christmas message for the pair of them. I am wishing them both a Merry Christmas together, wherever they may be. I hope that their reunion was very sweet after a long time and I know they were very very close in that I bet it was pure bliss for mum to have her aunt with her again I spoke every week on the phone and had so much to catch up on so I'm wishing them both a Merry Christmas I'd like to let them know that we we are doing okay and that Life has changed a lot and we've moved forward and are moving forward, but we move forward with both of them in a lot of what we do every single day, that the kids are all right, Leah and Nala, they're doing okay and they know who you are, they know that you're nanny in the sky and Auntie Maureen in the sky, and Uncle Jasper, the doggy in the sky. Everybody's in the sky. <laughs> and that uh, we vow to let them always know about you. And that we won't ever stop talking about you and all that you were and all that you did and all that you made us feel. And that though it's really hard to have them not here this Christmas, We'll always do our best to honour them and to keep them, their spirit and their memory alive very much in the festivities. Um, to my mum, I specifically say, 
just miss the bones of you. Deeply, deeply, deeply miss the bones of you. Ah, with that, <laughs> oh my Christ, I am going to wrap this up. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for taking part in this year's Christmas episode 2022. It is the last episode as well of the season. And so thank you to everybody who has tuned in for every episode throughout this whole season and supported the grief gang, whether that's on social media, through the podcast, just um, Ian Price start crying. Oh my God. Uh, I love what I do and I do get to do that because of you. And so I'm wishing you a safe and peaceful Christmas and new year. And I will see you in the new year with season five. I'll probably come around end of Feb, March. I'm not set a date yet. You know me, but I will be with you soon. Take care. And that's it. That is it. Season four in the bag. Christmas Day episode in the bag. Thank you beyond words for tuning in today to this very, very special episode that's really dear to my heart and I know of many of the community as well. Thank you for supporting the Grief Gang podcast and tuning in every week and listening and being part of the conversation. I well and truly cannot wait for 2023 to see what conversations we can be having in season five. I think I think the the narrative is changing. I don't know why and what aspects I'm figuring that out, but I feel really hopeful for 2023 and grieving people and just how we're treated and how grief is actually looked and acknowledged. So to go away, thank you so much. I adore all of you. Um, Have a safe and peaceful Christmas and a new year as well. Big love. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 